Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. We've talked before on the show about the challenges of bringing your pet on overseas holidays. Well, this is a rather high-end option, Canine Jets, which operates from the UK but is considering a service to Ireland, allows people to travel on a private jet with their pet. Adam Golder is the founder. Afternoon, Adam. Good afternoon. Uh, so, at the moment, is it just one route you're running at the moment, London to Dubai? Is, is that correct? So, no, we um, we operate from uh, London to New Jersey, London, LA, and uh, most recently, London to Dubai. All right. Okay. And so, uh, describe to us how this works. So, basically, um, there's about 4 million pets that travel each year in cargo. And we basically just wanted to offer uh, an alternative solution where you can actually travel with your pet in the cabin with you when you fly. So essentially, we have uh, we utilize a fleet of private jets. Uh, they have up to 10 seats on each aircraft. Um, so typically, there'll be 10 people and 10, 10 dogs or sometimes some cats as well. Um, and the uh, the great way that, we, that, that you can fly with privately is that you just turn up an hour before um there, there's no cues for security you sort of breeze through and uh you board the, de- the jet with your cat or dog and um, they sit with you the whole time and um when you land the other side whether it's dubai um uh us or you know even uh, dublin um breeze through security the side there's some uh, check paperwork checks and uh on, on you go there's no uh it's kind of the stress-free way of flying with your with your pet really and where do, where does the pet sit you know say a, a take off and landing when you have to have your belt on how, how do you secure the pet so obviously depending on the size of your dog or cat um the cat would sit next to you in a in a uh, cat carrier but uh with your dog they either sit by your feet or by your side um or on your lap so um it's very very relaxed uh, but it's so much better you know we believe for the animal uh, or your pet to sit next to you you know so many people have uh consider their pets now as their kids and you know they said look we, we, if we did have children we wouldn't put our children in cargo so why should we do it to our our beloved pets so and when yeah. you're when you're out because these are fairly long flights so i assume that there's uh, uh food is served uh, and the like so d- do you serve food <laughs> to the dogs <laughs> no we, we we do have food service for the passengers but in terms of dogs generally they they sleep for the, the whole flight so you know if you're going over to Dubai or uh, over to the US from from U- UK or Europe, it's about a seven eight hour flight, um, and uh, generally they sleep the whole time, even if it's in the day because of the white noise. Um, but uh, but we we do actually provide some treats for them. But uh, in terms of food, um, in terms of bowel movements, it's uh, advised not to feed them thoroughly throughout the flight. But obviously regular bits of water. But uh, but yeah. That's yeah. how it works. And even when, even when, you know the way what dogs are like, particularly, like as soon as the food comes out for the humans, the dog's like whining. I mean, there must be a cacophony <laughs> of begging going on during mealtimes. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've perf- personally been on these flights a couple of times um, over, the, over the last few months, and uh, it doesn't actually happen like that. It's, it's very strange um, since I think these, all the dogs kind of know that they're very special being treated this way. Um, and they're just very relaxed. Um, I'm sure they like to have the old bit of food if they can, but uh, I think they're very content knowing that they're with their, you know, their owner in a in a, a very nice jet rather than being stuck in the hold of a, a, a commercial aircraft. You know. Uh, well, I don't know. Does the dog know uh, that, that there was an option there? <laughs> the, uh, if if the dog needs to pee, though, what do you do? Well, I mean, the uh, 
the all the animals have the chance to uh, go to the toilet or use the facilities outside right up until 15 minutes before they board. Um, but we do have pee pads uh, on board as well. So if they do have to go, then they have to go, you know. Um, mm. It hasn't happened yet in the last nine months, but I'm sure it probably would at really? one point. Yeah. yeah. And if they use the pee pad, is there a part of the plane they go to to do that? Because, you know, obviously smell and stuff. Yeah, no, they, they, we just cover it. We cover every area where there are dogs with pee pads. So if there is any accidents, we just simply, the flight attendant would just simply chuck it away and dispose of it. And, and if any any of the animals, particularly, I know I'm focusing on dogs, but I said some of them can be a bit larger. If anyone, any of them become distressed or maybe a bit aggressive, do, do you have, uh, are owners required to bring muzzles with them and that kind of thing? Yeah, so, um, you know, the majority of people that fly with us, uh, you know the dogs are uh very neutral temperaments but uh occasionally we do have a dog that may be a little bit more aggressive than than others um which, which we generally know beforehand so we make sure the seating plan is appropriate but uh, all the dogs have to be on their leashes at all times so they're not allowed to wander up and down the plane like a like a dog party in the, at forty thousand feet um but uh uh we do require that everyone brings a muzzle with them just in case even if they don't wear one normally you know, we don't know how two animals may react in, you know, um, mm, when, yeah. they, when they're in the air. So, yeah, we just ask them to put put it on if uh, if need be. Yeah, and have there been any incidences where um, dogs have become amorous? You know, you're uh, you're no. a, pl- a glamorous plane. You've had a few drinks. You're you're eyeing up that collie down the road. <laughs> no, um, no, not not in air. I think there's been a few occasions where. Just for whatever reason, two dogs haven't got on with each other when they first meet. When mm. we, we ask people to get there an hour before the flight so they can socialise together, and uh, generally in that period, then you know whether is the seating arrangement's going to work, and if it doesn't, we just simply switch them to another ah, seat. There. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, you know, cats as well. But I suppose cats would be easier to manage on this. Have people brought any other sorts of pets? Um, the only other part from cats is uh, we've had a few rabbits uh, fly into Europe, um, but um, and we've been had requests for parrots and all sorts of things. But uh, but yeah, uh, typically it's just uh, you know predominantly it's do- dogs and cats, but yeah. uh, and, and mainly dogs. But but you know we, I, we're, we're we're open. Yeah, so, but but you're not. Are are you limited by perhaps what you ca- could bring on? If somebody had a pet pig, for instance, could you do that? <laughs> Uh, someone asked me about a pig uh, and a small pony last week, but unfortunately, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a big pee pad. Uh, it would be a big pee pad. Uh, I wouldn't want to be clearing that up either. But uh, <laughs> no, they they're um, they're not allowed. Unfortunately, they clusters uh, livestock and uh, and uh, but yeah. We're, it, we're, so we're only allowed to carry what what you would be in terms of the the, the guidelines set out about the country you're flying to. Mm. Um, so yeah, and. But predominantly, it's, uh, dogs and cats. Yeah, and do you, do you do you help out with things like the pet passport and and you know the various forms of paperwork people might have to encounter? Yeah, it's um, actually quite easy to do so. Um, um, but uh, we we provide some assistance. But we have a company that we work with that help with all that as well. So for a few hundred dollars, they'll basically organise everything for you. Mm. Um, it's actually really easy to go back to the US. Um, you just need a fit to fly certificate. But when you're flying to uh, EU or GB, it's a little bit more complicated, but it's uh, it's relatively straightforward though. Yeah. Now, as you know, you've come in for some criticism uh, uh, from environmental yeah. groups uh, about this, uh, that uh, and and the way they portrayed it. This is extremely wealthy people getting on a private jet with you know their their thoroughbred whatever sitting uh, at their feet. Um, do you have a response to that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the article in question, um, they've got a bit confused with the type of people that it's aimed at. Um, the people that are predominantly our customers aren't wealthy. They're, you know, maybe middle class uh, and relocating for work um, in various different sectors, whether it's like the tech industry or banking or they're actually military. So we have a lot of military personnel that fly with us, um, relocate. And uh, when you look at comparables, flying your dog in cargo and actually buying a ticket for yourself and, you know, your bag and whatever it's is very comparable in cost so you know um you know we know that private jets gotta get a lot of criticism in terms of um you know carbon footprint but we offset all our carbon emissions as standard from every flight so whereas with you know a lot of airlines you fly on you can opt in and opt out whereas it's this is there's no option you know we, we offset everything so we are aware that you know we are causing a, a footprint, but we are trying to offset that as much as we can, and uh, um, by by uh, uh, by offsetting our carbon, really. But yeah, in terms of the, in terms of the actual service, it's not based at more rich multimillionaires. It's uh, it's not just another option to allow people to travel with their pets safely in the cabin that. Uh, and share the cost with you know basically ten other people. Yeah, I imagine multimillionaires have their own jets anyway. Uh, exactly, so they probably yeah. wouldn't uh, uh, need to. So, are you planning to extend these services to other countries? Yeah, so um, you know Dublin is a huge um, area for us. We get so many requests on email every day saying, "Do we will we fly to, from the US to Dublin or from Dublin to the US?" So, um, but we're also looking at um, US to Milan and uh, Amsterdam uh, later this year, and even as far as um, Hawaii and Australia as well. So, um, the, we have demand from all over the world. We, we, we seem to be the only uh, only company of like this at the moment. Mm. Um, so, um, we're just trying to keep it with a request from everyone and you know grow grow as quickly as we can. Yeah, I'd say Australia though. You'll need quite a few pee pads. Uh, that might get nasty. Um, Adam Golder is co-founder of Canine Jets. Adam, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. You're listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll be back after this. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.